Come on. Welcome to Life Blood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Ivan Demiston. Ivan, are you ready to do this? Yes, George, I'm ready. All right, let's let's go. Ivan is CEO of Hamilton Demo. They're an organization sourcing game-changing talent to help propel organizations forward. He spent over 20 years in professional sales and recruiting for some of the biggest organizations in the world. Ivan, excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, George, thanks. So, you know, I like to start from the beginning. And uh, my, my parents are from Haiti. I was born in Haiti, came to the United States as a, as a baby, pretty much. I was about six, seven, seven months old. And from there, we made our way from New York to Lima, Ohio. And for those of you that, for those of your listeners that know Lima, Ohio, we all know that the center of the universe revolves around Lima, Ohio. Yeah, I feel like that's uh, right. And <laughs> true story. Home of the best hamburgers you'll ever have at the famous Kewpie. Mm. And uh, from there, I started school at the age of 17 uh, at the University of Cincinnati. And I want to get that in because my Bearcats are killing it right now. We're looking uh, undefeated and looking forward to uh, participating in the uh, college football playoffs. And it's uh, it's been a joy to watch them. And uh, through the years, uh, starting in college, I thought I was going to get go into med school, follow my father, and and uh, get into the family business. I've got uncles and aunts who are all uh, physicians, surgeons, nurses, and you know, one thing led to another, and I found myself in sales. And from a career in sales, uh, I started in the human capital space, uh, providing uh, solutions to Fortune 500 companies uh, to help recruit and provide uh, products and services for their talent acquisition strategies. So uh, from there, uh, really embraced diversity, which you know, with my background being around um, being around all groups of people has always been a real fun thing for me. Uh, you know, the the further away that that uh, you come to meet me, or you know, the more different you are. It, it it's always been more more exciting for me to to learn about people from different cultures, from different places, et cetera. And uh, about five six years ago, I had the the great fortune to run into my business partner. His name is Sean Hamilton. He is a, an Air Force veteran, and we just hit it off and. We, we had so much in common that we, we decided, hey, why don't we just start our own business and make this happen? Uh, let's do all the great things that we talk about and, you know, do do some good in the world. And we we uh, pulled out the cocktail napkin and we we started creating a, a business plan. And, George, I'm sure you've never heard that before, uh, <laughs> writing a business cocktail napkin. Certainly not. But uh, uh, story, it, it really happened. And uh uh, we started Hamilton Demo, and we are closing in on our fourth year. And George, let me tell you, it's been magnificently uh, busy, sometimes up and down, uh, with some struggles and challenges. But it's been it's been well worth the ride. 
Uh, we are growing. We just brought on two new people here in the past couple of weeks. Uh, so we're up to uh, six employees. Uh, we we have some opportunities that we're going to be uh, diving into and growing in 2022. So the future is definitely bright for us. And uh, we appreciate everyone who's helped us along the way, our clients, strategic partners. And uh, we're, we're just looking forward to continue doing some great things to to close out um, this year and, and take that into 2022. I love it. Go Bearcats, go growth, go diversity, all uh, positive things looking forward. So love it. Yes, George, thanks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sure. So anybody that's that's in business understands the value and, and really the necessity of being super mindful of, of our human capital and recognizing that the greatest asset in an organization are, are the actual people in the organization. And they probably also recognize that if they've made a bad hire, just how costly that is and the amount of time and money that it really takes. Um, so making good selection decisions. So tell me a little bit about how, how you think about it or if just, just your thoughts of recruiting and recruiting process or selection, just how, how you think about that. Yeah. So there's so there's so much to dive into, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when I started in the space, George, I will tell you that companies knew that they had to invest every spare penny that they had for their people and to attract people. There was really uh, there there was not a stone left unturned or a resource that. Uh, that they didn't explore to attract talent to to uh, support their company and provide the the human capital that they needed. And I think right around the economic downturn that happened around the mortgage industry in 08, we started seeing uh, a little bit change of mindset and strategy where rather than using multiple resources, uh, they were really trying to uh, uh, companies as a whole were really trying to use a magic bullet to solve their recruiting problems. Mm. And with that, automation uh, has really accelerated where there's a lot of reliance on it. So you've got a lot fewer recruiters doing a lot more work and relying on automation. So it's, it's a, truly a, a new world. And in a lot of ways, the recruitment pro- process, the sourcing process has become a lot easier. But in a lot of ways, it's it's become more difficult to find those matches. You mentioned uh, bad hire, right? And sometimes it's just, um, uh, many times it's a matter of, yes, yeah, someone is qualified, but they're not a good organizational fit. And, you know, with, with, with automation, I, I shared with somebody, I came to the realization that you've got an imperfect system or technology searching and screening an imperfect document. So how many people go to school and learn how to create resumes and keep that skill sharp? Uh, not many. As a matter of fact, the only time you use it is when you're actually looking for a job or you're applying for a job. Right. Right. So you have an imperfect document that, in addition to that, 
may not even be customized to the role that you're applying for. So imagine, George, how many candidates that would be that 100% fit, that great fit for your culture, for your organization, that you don't ever really even touch or engage because their resumes aren't quite as as good of a match as another resume that somebody may be a little bit more skilled or maybe they just rewrote the the resume to fit the job description better than you did. So there's a lot of moving pieces there. And what we do at Hamilton Demo, we we really try to go one step further and get to know the candidate. Uh, we, we've got a pretty deep network, so oftentimes these candidates are either connected or even better uh, recommended to us by someone we know intimately. And with that, that brings us a lot of a lot of comfort that we know that we can take these candidates to the next to the next step. So when you're when you're looking for a professional and executive to place. Uh, you search for these individuals, then we can take them through our process of assessment, uh, pre-qualifying, et cetera. And then we like to, we also like to uh, provide a little coaching. So before we even identify and, and engage the candidate, we've already spoken and researched the company that we're, that we're um, working for, that we're doing the search on their behalf. And we've, we've uh, zeroed in on, uh, three or four key elements that are really going to allow us to to find a good match for for uh, both parties. Nice, well, I appreciate that. It it yeah. it is a it is a hard problem that we have the ability to now probably source the entire world for for a lot of positions, and we have the tools to be able to do it. And that's you know that that's 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 great, but just just double-edged sword has coin has two sides kind of a thing what is what is from your experience the best way for an organization to like like the best source is it is it screening resumes is it getting introduced to a potential new hire from an existing hire somewhere in the middle oh yeah so i i think the tried and true uh, is really using what you have at your disposal and employee referrals are truly the best uh, source, right? Those are, those are usually the, the, uh, the golden ticket. Your, your employees know what it takes, who can fit, who will be a good fit in your organization and, and who, who's going to be qualified. So there's no better pre-screener than that. So I definitely feel that any organization that is looking for uh, a continual pipeline of candidates should uh, create and develop uh, an employee uh, referral program that they can rely on. I I think that goes without saying. Um, And then from there, you know, there's again, there's a lot of moving pieces, George, depending on what industry you're in. Uh, the nuances of the roles that you have, uh, you, you know, one tool or another can be better for you. Uh, but I do think in certain situations, I think where companies feel a lot of pain is when they, they come to that hard to fill role. And 
when a role is hard to fill, it's going to be hard to fill for anyone. Uh, but sometimes there, there's a reason that you can uncover why, why that role is so difficult to fill. And it, it's, uh, usually they're simple and, and I try not to make it too complex with, for example, it can be the job title. Sometimes job titles just don't match what you're looking for. Uh, maybe it's your job description and how and how you you are presenting that. And those those are some good places to start in identifying how you can optimize uh, the, your your ability to attract candidates, especially if you're having a hard time. And then you can look also to are you really are you really um, using the resources that are going to um, help you fill your needs, right? So why why do why do uh, a job board if your candidates only go to career fairs and vice versa, for example? Right. So yeah, that certainly makes sense. There, there's a lot. Yeah, there's there's a there's a lot there, and again, I George. A lot of it. Sorry to keep talking, but uh, I, and I, we, we try to to help give feedback and consult our clients as we go through this process as well. I'm a strong believer in in doing our best, not just to be someone that comes in and saves the day, but we want to be a trusted advisor as well. I I, I truly believe as a good salesperson, if we can believe, um, if we can create that trust, uh, we'll be. Not only will we be better off for it, but our clients will be better off for it too. So we try to give them feedback on what we see out there. And if those things come into play, if we realize that, hey, there, there's something really glaring or obvious that they can make adjustments and, um, and solve their problems, we will tell them too. Cause sometimes that happens. Um, and, uh, uh, we're, we're there to do whatever we can for them. Yeah, well, I certainly appreciate that, and I like the idea of a trusted advisor. It strikes me that the more you can do, um, the more you can help an organization to take a more integrated role and to look at, you know, from start to finish, do you have that pipeline where you're encouraging your employees to to be making referrals to potentially new candidate candidates and let's talk about your entire process and all your titles and the roles and the responsibilities so that you actually have a process, a, a human capital talent management process in place versus, Hey, we need to hire somebody for this job. It seems like, uh, it seems like your approach makes more sense. Right. And one of the, one of the things that I always try to keep in mind uh, big company or small. Again, there we have a uh, a lot fewer people doing a lot more work. Uh, you know the the recruiting industry is is full of people that keep their heads down all day long. They're doing great work. They're doing what they can. But uh, you know, I I like to think when you keep it simple, if when you're dealing with human beings there needs to be a human being element and component to what you're doing. You can't rely, uh, you can't rely a hundred percent on, on a whole bunch of other things without integrating the human component. So, amen. 
Yeah. Well, Ivan, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? <laughs> it's time. <laughs> yeah, good time. So, I, um, you know, I, I'll tell you, one of the things that someone told to me a long time ago that really didn't resonate with me until the past five, six years is that when you, when you want to, there, when you want to go into business, there's lots of us with the entrepreneurial spirit and we, we help companies, we help our neighbors, we help our families. And uh, some of us want to go out and have our own adventure and, and start your own business. So when you're thinking about the business that you want to go into, a lot of times you hear people tell you to do to do what you love, to do what makes you happy. And my, my tip in addition to that is if you have a knowledge base that you're, that you are an expert in, chances are that you're going to be able to create, um, uh, some financial stability. And if all works out some wealth around your knowledge base, uh, so, for instance, I've been in this space for almost 20 years, and gosh, it took me it took me till uh, um, five six years ago to realize that I had a lot of knowledge uh, around the human capital recruiting talent acquisition space, and my expertise has has helped me tremendously. And so, I would I would give to those that are trying to figure out what kind of business to get into think about what you're an expert in and and go for it well i think that, that is great stuff that definitely gets come on i think that that's yeah. really well said there and uh i think that there's a lot of wisdom in following what you love but then also make sure that you're capitalizing on the things that you are excellent and an expert at well i think yeah thank you so much for coming on where can people learn more about you how can they engage with you and hamilton demo Yes, please. Uh, you can go out to HamiltonDemo.com. Again, that's HamiltonDemo.com. And when you're out there, our contact information is there. My email and phone number are also on the website. And it is my personal cell number. So I love to hear from people, especially those that are interested in learning more about what we do and possibly using our services. So please don't hesitate or you can shoot us an, um, a note or send me an email directly. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did show Ivan your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to hamiltondemo.com. That's H A M I L T O N D E M O. Dot com. Check out the great resources. You can find Ivan's email and cell phone on the site and get in touch. Thanks again, Ivan. Yeah. Hey, George, one last thing. I'm sorry for uh, for those for everybody out there. My business partner and I, we created Hamilton Demo as a certified veteran-owned business. We're a VBE through the Department of Veteran Affairs, so I forgot to share that with with everyone. Thanks for letting me uh, get that in. No, a thousand percent. And we are grateful for the service. So thank you for sharing. Thanks again, Evan. Thanks, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.